and uh, everybody else that may be watching tonight. Um, it's just great to have you uh, at FC Local. Uh, we are live in the Family Church Gospel Office and um, tonight I'm going to be sharing some thoughts continuing on from where Pastor Jane started last week. Um, just really want to wait just a couple of moments while we do wait for those who are perhaps tuning in and um, aren't uh, primed ready to go straight away. Um, this last week we've been doing a, um, some prayer walks around the area in, uh, in wherever it is that you live in your neighbourhood and around the areas where you are in your community and I trust that you've experienced the presence of God as you've done so and um, just really felt that power to pray and to declare and see God at work in our neighbourhoods. I guess one of the best ways we can show love is when we pray for for those that are unsaved, for those that don't yet know Jesus as Lord and Saviour. So um, this last week has been about praying and people getting out into the community and neighbourhoods and uh, just believing God, believing for his presence, believing that strongholds will be broken. And just a great opportunity to, to bring the blessing of God into our communities. And, um, you know, this morning I announced um, in Family Church Gospel on Zoom that we're looking to do an eight-week course, uh, Bible course on prayer. And, um, you know, teaching the teaching is going to be directly from the Lord's Prayer. Um, but talking about the aspects and the different angles in which we as believers can pray. And um, we're just waiting for a few people to get back to us. Uh, we've had some interest already, which is exciting. Uh, but we'll, we're just looking to see how many more. And then we'll look to book a date in and uh, we'll start doing that course fairly soon. So uh, if you want to join us on that course, please do contact us um, at jeffgeoff.wood at family.church and uh, we can do that course together. So really looking forward to doing that. So tonight we're going to continue looking at the thoughts of the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, Pastor Jane started those thoughts uh, last week and she gave a bit of an overall picture um, of what the fruit of the Spirit is all about. And I love the fact that she used the analogy of sometimes we think of the fruit as one single fruit here and another fruit and another fruit representing the nine fruits of the Spirit. But actually, when you've got each of these fruit and you put them into a blender, that is the fruit that is made up of many parts, but it's all from or all in this one pot called the fruit of the Spirit, if you like. And uh, I just like that analogy and, and, and it's really sort of stuck with me throughout this week. If I'm honest, for me, the fruit of the Spirit, uh, many years ago, this would have been back in the days when I really sort of just came into the things of God. It really wasn't a subject that I thought was manly enough, if I'm honest. Um, it was the, to talk about the fruit of the Spirit was OK at a ladies Bible study or a ladies group. You know, when, it, when, when they were talking about the subjects of love and kindness and goodness and meekness and gentleness, that, that to me was like, that's not really manly. Um, that's not really macho. And I, I just thought it was something that should be shared in women's groups. How wrong was I in those early days? Because when we have an understanding of what the fruit of the Spirit is all about, it just makes us strong in our spirit. It makes us strong in what we believe. It empowers us to live a greater life 
than we could have ever lived before. And I was so, so wrong. And I just want to share this opening thought. God is the new root source of our lives that is now producing a life-giving sap called the Spirit of God, the Spirit of life that now works in us. Through Christ Jesus, God is the vine, we are the branch. He is the root system and we are the branches that produce the fruit. And there is life-giving sap that's coming through the root system and the vine into our life. And if we've got the life of the spirit of life or that life-giving spirit of Christ Jesus in us, then that being connected to that root source producing life, we do away with the old root source of our life, which produced sin and death. I love the fact that we are grafted in, we are connected to Christ through the work that he did for us on the cross. So tonight and over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at each of these subjects as they come. We're going to look at them in order. And um, I believe as we embrace, and I believe it's so important that we embrace these truths and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us what it means to live with these fruit active and alive in our life. So before we go any further, let me just pray. Father, you are the author and the, the, the one who produces the fruit in our life. And I pray tonight that if we are short in our thinking in any of these areas, Lord, I pray that our soul will come in line with our spirit because you've placed in our spirit all nine fruit of the spirit. And I pray that you will lead us and guide us so that we Deal with our soul and live out of our spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's take a moment to read these verses again in Galatians chapter 5. I do hope you've got your pen and uh, your notepad with you tonight and, um, and got your Bible as well because we've got a number of Bible passages, scriptures that I want to share with you tonight. So Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 and we're looking at the subject of love as being the, one of the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expression. I love the fact that the fruit is produced by the Holy Spirit that is now within us. We don't have to go searching and hoping and, 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 and grappling with stuff. We just need to stay close to the things of the Spirit and the Holy Spirit will produce this fruit in our life. Divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows. Peace that subdues. Patience that endures. Kindness in action. A life full of virtue or goodness. Faith that prevails. Gentleness of heart and strength of spirit or self-control. Never set the law above these qualities for they are meant to be limitless how amazing is that now i don't know about you but i've often looked at the fruit of the spirit and i wondered if 
did God place them in in specific order? Are they in the preference of of how God wanted us to look at this and understand it? I guess if I was going to put it in a category, I would put love as being number one. Why is that? Number one, love never fails. Number two, Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you. You love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your soul and all your might and love your neighbour as yourself. By this all men will know that you are my disciples. How? By your love one for another. I guess if you look at this as a subject thought, love is so, so powerful and so needed in our life. So if I was going to put in order of the importance of the fruit of the Spirit, I guess I would put love as being number one. Because in, in many senses, all these other expressions of the fruit all need to be having love as its foundation. I want to have a look at a couple of definitions of what Bible love is. And I've written these down for you. And if you've got a pen and paper, put these down as well. What is biblical love? It is unselfish, loyal and generous concern for the well-being of another. I like this. It is the self-denying, self-sacrificing, Christ-like love, which is the foundation of all other graces. And then this third one. What is love? It is the high esteem which God has for his human children and the high regard they have in turn, should they have, uh, should they have for him and other people. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbour as yourself. The truth is, I guess we can all look at ourselves at times and think, well, I think I'm really spiritual. I think I'm doing OK in my walk with God. I read the Bible. I pay my tithe. I, I minister in the gifts of the spirit. I, I, I speak in tongues. I, um, I, I pray. I witness. I, I do all these things. But the Bible says you can do all these things, but if you have not love, you are nothing. It's amazing that, that this one area can disqualify all the other areas if we're not operating in love. I, I guess we could operate in the gifts of the Spirit, but if we're not really loving in how we express the gifts, then we could come across harsh or distant or judgmental. But actually, when love is operating in our heart, the God kind of love, not not wishy-washy, not a human, not a not 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 a not natural love, but a God love. If that's the foundation, then our witnessing will be powerful. Then when we move in the gifts of the spirit, they will be awesome. When we pray and it's out of a heart of love, not out of a heart of duty, something is released. But the Bible says love never fails. The truth is God has placed in every single one of our hearts this thing called the love of God. The Bible says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The key is, are we operating in that kind of love? See, if you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, you have, you have received that deposit in your life. You have the love of God in your heart right now. 
in all its expressions according to the Bible here. We have the love of God. What we need to do is not keep working at something, but allowing our hearts to release that love to flow from our heart. And as we do, I believe we'll see those kind of results that we're believing for. Listen to this. This is this is I just got so excited when I saw this. Ephesians chapter five, verse two. It says, watch what God does and then do it. Have you ever played Simon Says? You know, Simon Says, pat your head. I hope you're all joining in right now. Simon Says, pat your head. Simon Says, pull your ear. It, it says, watch what God does and then do it. In other words, he's saying, look, you, you see my expression of love, how I love the world so much that I gave my son. He, he's saying, what you see in me is the way I expect you to live your lives in copying me. Watch what God does, then you do it. Like children who learn proper behaviour from their parents, mostly what God does is love you. That's amazing. And I, I think we could probably pause there, stop there. Consider that thought in your life. What God does most is love you. You may not feel that right now, but I want that thought. Allow the Holy Spirit to take that thought and let it go down deep into your heart. What God does mostly is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. It's funny, isn't it? You can, you can keep company with certain people. Um, I, I can often tell that, that Jonathan and they have been with Zach and Sarah. Why? Because when they keep company with each other, they begin to sound the same, speak the same, um, express the same concerns or, or um, areas of faith. And, and this. And you can tell that when someone's been with somebody else because they begin to sound like them and act like them and be like them. Here it says, keep company with him and learn a life of love. I guess the closer that we walk with God, the closer we walk with Jesus in our life, the more like him we become and the more love we express to others. It goes on and says, observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. Now, you may have been hurt somewhere along the way. You may have been hurt by Christians or you may have had friends that are in the church that you've been hurt and therefore you're distancing yourself or you're not loving like you know that you could or should. I tell you what, when people speak all manner of wrong against you or harbour a thing against you or wrongly accuse you of something, that hurts. But you know what, we can't afford to hold on to that, that hurt in our life. Love covers a multitude of sins. We've got to continue to love one another. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. These words are just so 
powerful. He didn't, he loved us extravagantly. He didn't love us in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Have you ever sat there and just wondered, what is it that God's given you? He's given us everything of his heart. And then it finishes, love like that. It's, it's just that command that that encouragement look if you're gonna if you're gonna make a difference in this world don't witness out of duty witness because you have a love for the lost and you desire to see them saved don't just read your word the word of God because you feel you ought to because that's what Christians do love the reading the word because you love him and if you love him you know his word can you imagine what a world would be like if we loved others the way God instructs us to love. Can you imagine what this world would be like? Can you imagine what church in our gatherings, can you imagine what that would be like if we truly loved one another? By this all men will know that you're my disciples, by your love one for another. I wonder sometimes whether we've really understood the love that God is speaking about here in this passage. Have we learned to love like he does? Not cautiously, but extravagantly. Where we truly love one another. I guess the truth is we can only love one another when we know we've received that kind of love in our heart. If we've received Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour, if we've received him into our life, remember we've connected our life to a new root system. The, the, the root system being the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We've done away with that old root system, the old way of thinking, I've been hurt, I've been this and this has happened to me and I'm rejected and I'm rejecting others. That old root system that led to sin and death has been done away with family church let's 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 receive the extravagant love of god in our heart or do you still look at god as a stern schoolmaster type god who's ready to correct and beat you with a, a stick any time that you do something wrong. Is God a judgmental God who's looking at you and looking at everything that you ever do wrong and he's highlighting that in your life? Or maybe he's an angry God and he's always upset with you. Can I say this? And I believe there's someone listening tonight and that's you in your life right now. You feel that God is stern. He's judging you and he's angry with what's going on in your life. I want to tell you this. God is love and he loves you completely. It's only through receiving Jesus, Lord and Savior that we understand what this kind of love feels like. Let me tell you some good news tonight. If you're connected to the God route, every single one of us, we have that life-giving sap flowing through us and the love of God is in that. Listen to this. this is, it, is, it just almost gets better and better as we open these scriptures. And I've been praying this over you as family church and over my life as well. In Romans chapter 5, verse 5, we read these words. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience, 
when not when we get to heaven not in the sweet by and by not when we are singing with the angels where does it say because we can now experience what the endless love of god cascading down into our hearts through the holy spirit who lives in us when can we experience this kind of love right now right now and this is what i've been praying over this week right now in, in your living room wherever it is that you're listening to this message right now why don't you just close your eyes and allow the love of god to cascade down into your heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. Right now. Allow the love of God. What does it say? That endless love. We can now experience that endless love of God being poured out in our hearts. Cascading down like a waterfall coming down over your life right now. Holy Spirit, would you pour out your love, reveal your love right now in the hearts of those who are listening tonight. The truth is, as it says here, you know, it's the endless love of God. It's continually cascading down. So, you know, we can have that moment right now where we say, Holy Spirit, come fill me with your love. Fill me afresh. And I trust that you've experienced that touch tonight. And once we've finished, you don't just, oh, well, that was a good message. Go back to this scripture in Romans chapter 5, verse 5 from the Passion Translation. The endless love of God cascading down into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. But you know what? Tomorrow morning you can experience that same thing. When you wake up and you're in the bathroom and you're getting ready for work or taking the kids to school or whatever it is that you've got planned tomorrow. Allow the Holy Spirit to fill you with the love of God and let the love of God cascade down all over your life. When you have a shower tomorrow morning, remember as that water's coming down, just remember that represents the love of God cascading down over your life. I don't know about you, but sometimes we look at the Bible and we look at different words in the Bible and, you know, they, 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 they've got so much depth of meaning. I could say, and I often do, I love my wife or I love you, Jane. But a few minutes later, I may turn around and say, I love football. That could get me in a heap of trouble because me saying to Jane, I love her. And then me saying I love football. If she just took that as face value, I could be saying that I love football as the same as I love her. And that's certainly not the case. I love my kids. I love my grandkids. I love chocolate. I love his church. Uh, uh, but it's the same word. In English, we just, we've got this one word that expresses love. But I, I love the fact that in the Greek, there are four words that represent this word called love. And they are agape or agape. And it's a spiritual covenant-keeping love, which is unconditional love expressed. Then there's eros, which is the physical, romantic, intimate love between two people. Or philia, which is love between friends. 
or storge, which is an affectionate love, a love between families. See, the love of God, the love that God shows toward us is totally unconditional. There is absolutely no conditions placed on the love of God, the love that God has for you or for me. There's no conditions placed on it at all. The truth is there is nothing that you or I could ever do that would get God to love us any more than he does already. That could be liberating to someone here tonight. There is absolutely nothing that you can do to cause God to love you more than he does right now. In fact, there is absolutely nothing that you can do that will cause God to love you any less either. Why? Because God is love. And it's unconditional. Listen to this in 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. It says, I'm going to read it from two different translations. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Let me read it from from the Passion Translation. 1 John, chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Those who are loved by God, sorry, those who are loved by God, let his love continually pour from you to one another. Those who are loved by God, let his love, it's not our love, when we witness or when we share the gospel or when we're in church together or as a as a Christian family, it's not about us trying to love people, but it's about allowing the fruit of the Spirit, that which is being deposited in our heart, is about letting that love flow from our heart into the lives of other people. Let His love continually pour out from you to one another, because God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate intimate knowledge of him. The one who does not love has yet to know God, for God is love. Let's, Let's embrace this truth. This is a spiritual truth for our everyday life. Let his love continually pour from us to one another. Right now, we can't meet in our buildings as we would like. But we can phone, we can text, we can email, we can meet up for a coffee, we can get into a small gathering of up to six people. We can right now do those things. Why not express that kind of love to others in the church? Let them know that you are praying for them, that you care for them, that you are here for them in the journey of their life. You never know who you contact tomorrow may be crying out. There was a situation uh, over, over this last week where uh, a person was in, in their room. They, were, they wanted to do a prayer, week, prayer walk. It hadn't gone right that particular day. And they were up in their bedroom. They were looking out in their community and they were praying for those in their community. And they, in their heart, were crying out to God, Lord, I need prayer. And do you know what? I happened to contact them and phone them at that very moment 
that they were crying out to God. That's God's love being expressed through our lives. And it says, let his love continually be pour, pour out from us to one another. That's releasing the fruit of the Spirit, allowing it to manifest in our life as we yield to his leading, to his guiding. When we hear that small, sound, small still voice that Pastor Jane spoke about last week, as we yield to the things of God and we then put action to it, oh, it can make such a difference in people's lives. True biblical love is a choice. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. We choose to love. We choose to go the extra mile. It's a deliberate expression of the heartbeat of God toward others. I want to be loving like that more and more. Let's choose to set aside our own preferences, to set aside our own desires, to set aside Sometimes even the very things that we need or what we would want so that we express others, uh, love to others in their journey. Love is all that God represents and love characterises all that God is. Let me say that again. Love is all that God represents. And love characterises all that God is. This commandment I give to you, Jesus said, love God and love others. This week we've got a great opportunity to go into our world, to go into whatever that world would look like. That may be you going to the shops. It may be you going out to work. It may be you standing in the in the playground at school waiting for your children to come out. It may be you in your workplace, wherever that would be. This week, Family Church Gospel and Bridgeman and whoever else may be listening. Why don't we take this week to really home in on these things that we've heard tonight? And as an expression of our love, show love to others. For God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. It was love that sent Jesus to earth. It was love that caused him to go to the cross. It was love that sent him back to the Father so that the Holy Spirit could come and live in our life. So, family church, let the love of God cascade down into your heart. And then let's, that, let's let that love that's in us flow out to everyone around us. What a powerful, powerful thought. Just want to finish and pray tonight. Father, I pray for those that know you and walk with you. Lord, I pray that they won't view you as a judgmental God or an angry God. But Lord, that your love would cascade down into their heart. And Father, for us, as we walk in life where perhaps sometimes we can be judgmental ourselves, where we can... We could behave unlovingly. Father, I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit in us that we would be more loving 
and allow and yield to you that the love of God would flow from our hearts because your love never fails. Father, tonight, we thank you for the Holy Spirit in us, revealing your love to us. And Father, if there's anybody here tonight listening online, I pray if there's anyone that, that doesn't know you as their Lord and Saviour, Lord, that they would encounter your incredible, extravagant, complete love. As I've shared these thoughts, Lord, may your word drop down into their heart and may it become a reality in their life so that their life can be transformed by the power of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Family Church, Gospel Bridgebury and all you who are watching online tonight or through the week, may God bless you and may the love of God continually cascade down into your life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all.